0: Uh, This book really is, this lecture really is based on this gorgeous book that I bought at Amazon, and it's available in other places as well, and it's a book you wrote, The Joy of Intimacy, and when I read this uh, back cover, uh, Intimacy is an Art. It's not something that just happens, it must be learned, cultivated, and practiced carefully if it is to flourish, and wow, I was kind of blown away when I read that cover, I was To be honest, quite embarrassed and uh, blushing.
1: Success. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, Is it okay to talk about sex with a rabbi?
1: Uh, It's the only person you should talk to. Well, some rabbis anyway. It's interesting. (coughs) The subtitle of the book, A Soulful Guide to Love, Sexuality, and Marriage. And actually what the book is all about. Is that love and sexuality are killing marriages. (laughs) (coughs) Seriously.
0: Love and sexuality are killing marriages. Yes. Okay. First of all, you know that I love you very much. You know that you've changed our lives very much. And with all due humility, what gives you the authority to talk about sex? Most 25-year-olds today have more experience. Than some of the most seasoned rabbis when it comes to sexuality in all the ways you would measure it.
1: Then let me ask you a question. So why are they so bummed out about it? Why are people so unhappy with their sexuality? Confused, frustrated, bored, guilty. I mean, every every unhappy feeling. We're not doing well when it comes to intimacy. And the real problem that scared me, which caused me to write the book, if people don't get along, okay, you know, married couples, they have their differences, they don't see eye to eye, they argue, they fight, okay. But what's happening today is that in good marriages, functional, happy, marriages that we would call successful, everything seems to be right and yet the husband or the wife in a quiet moment will tell you that they feel alone in the world.
0: Now we're actually going to talk about marriages in a second, and I hope you're not going to kick me out of the room. We're actually going to be talking about porn in a second as well. But let's stay with the single person right now. When I grew up, right, the ideal vision given to us in the Western society was of the playboy man who has beautiful airline stewardesses visit him on a weekly or bi-weekly basis where he's got no commitment and he's got no obligation and just different women coming in from out of town and having this wonderful sexual relationship and i think it's fair to say that today <laughs> almost everybody's got that option for that life but they're very unhappy what happened
1: exactly what happened so the media or whoever it is i'm not finding who to blame Try to convince us that human relationships can be casual, they can be uh, entertaining, uh, they can be uh, impersonal, and just strictly for fun, recreational. And we get this message a thousand times a day from every direction. And after all of that, we are not relaxed, we are not enjoying, it's not working because it's not true
0: now you're a bit older than me i thought you know you were here in the 60s and the 70s right free love uh, in fact i looked up the definition today before our meeting having sexual relations according to choice without being restricted by marriage or other long-term relationships that was the definition of love in the 70s and they tried it and it didn't work and it, it fell work. apart and it seems like we're on that again Is that where we are? Are we back to what it was in the 70s where people just have sex with everybody for whatever reason?
1: I think it's worse. You think it's worse? Much worse. Back then it was, you know, you have free love and you have sex as much as you want, and it didn't satisfy. Today, it's making people crazy. I mean, we, we don't know what it is anymore. It's very sad that people are not even interested in sex anymore.
0: You know, it's true. I have two friends who are unmarried. One of them is 30. One of them is in his 40s. Uh, Both very, very good-looking, nice, successful men who have not been married, who uh, are are really good guys, true friends of mine. And both of them are reporting to me that if they have sex once every six months, you know, twice a year, you know, that's good enough because they got to focus on their body and being healthy and on their business. And I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute, what happened here?
1: So here's the scary thought. Is that how a society becomes extinct? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Is that what happened to the Romans? I don't know. I think so. They just quit.
0: Okay, let's go through one more statistic. Again, preparing for today's talk, before the 70s, uh, adults were surveyed, and most of them had like three sexual encounters with different people. After the '70s, the number went up to about five or six. In twenty in the, in the early 2000s, it was like 2008. They did the same survey, and they found the average number was 11. And it seems like all of a sudden, since 2010 till now, in these last eight years, that number's gone to like I don't know, 100, 120 sexual relationships before people get married. It was like like going up, going up, going up, and all of a sudden, whoop! What happened there?
1: All bets were off. People got desperate and just threw caution to the wind and decided to uh, maybe maybe the quantity will make up for the lack of quality.
0: And what's happening out there today?
1: Mm, It's not working. It's not? No. I actually read recently that in England the uh, health department, the government, started a new division specifically targeting the problem of loneliness. It's a health hazard. People who feel alone in the world, their, I don't know, I guess their immune system crashes, and they're, they're vulnerable to all sorts of diseases and stuff. Being alone is a terrible feeling. It's not loneliness, because these people are very active, they're very sociable, they're all over the place. They travel. They have friends. They have thousands of likes <laughs> on their on their we- on their site. You know, like so. The word like has lost all meaning. The word love has lost all meaning. Sex has lost all meaning. I tell you, Jackie Mason has this routine. You know, Jackie <laughs>
0: <I love> Mason jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you learned it, but I he love it when you say. He says he
1: comes to California and nobody seems to be employed. Everybody's sitting around in cafes all day long. So he asks them. Don't you have a job? And they say they're producers. And they're producing their next movie, and they're trying to decide where to put the sex scene. So he says to them, why does every movie have to have a sex scene? And they say, because the movie is a depiction of reality in real life, and in life, people have sex. And he says, yeah, but they also have soup. (laughs) Why does it have to have a sex scene, not a soup scene? And more people have soup than sex. Because nobody ever says, soup, no, I got a headache. So it's a really funny routine, but there's some truth to it. Sex today has become soup.
0: I'm kind of embarrassed having this conversation with the rabbi. I don't know why I'm actually flushing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've known each other for 15 years. Try try this. Ask a friend. Ask a friend of yours, what exactly is the difference between soup and sex?
0: Yeah, I remember you actually put out a video. <laughs> I right. like, I remember the first time we were in David Suisse's office and you asked that question. I was newly married. And I was like, God, this guy is nuts. And then I sat down and made a list and I was quite embarrassed by the results.
1: Oh, so the real tragedy is that t- sex today has become soup. And if you like it, you like If you don't, you don't. But it, it's
0: So we did a great uh, <laughs> lecture before. I think it was called uh, Financial Abundance. And in Financial Abundance we talked about Making a lot of money, and you mentioned that if you make a lot of money just to make a lot of money, that can lead to depression or something like that. And now I'm hearing that if you have a lot of sex for the s- sake of having sex, it can lead to loneliness. Is there a connection between the two?
1: Yeah, you put your hopes in something um, incorrectly. you're going to be disappointed. I mean, you know that's the old story with the false gods. We put all our hope, all our, we invest ourselves in something thinking it's going to bring us satisfaction, contentment, happiness, something. And of course it doesn't.
0: Okay. So we're right now, 2018. Are you saying people should only have sex with one person?
1: Is that really? No, I'm saying people should not have sex. People should have intimacy. Because the experts today are now starting to admit that putting all the emphasis on more pleasure has been very destructive. People don't need more pleasure. I mean, we have, co- we have chocolate. <laughs> we don't need more pleasure. We need more closeness. Sex does not produce closeness. Intimacy does. So what I'm saying is, that sex has replaced intimacy, and we're paying a terrible price for it. Well, let me explain how this love and, and, and pleasure are destroying marriages. Because if I marry someone for, for their money, I say, I love you for your money, and then you lose your money. I'm not gonna love you anymore. Well, I never loved you. That's <laughs> a, it's, it's a misnomer. I never loved you. I just love the money. I tolerated you because I wanted the money. If you don't have the money, I have no tolerance for you. Right? I mean, that's obvious. Why is it any better if I marry you for love? If I marry you for love, it's not you, it's the love. I am married to the love. If the love is gone, I don't tolerate you. What are you doing here? I don't need you, I just wanted the love. So if I'm not getting love, you're irrelevant. So
0: you're not getting married for the money, you're not getting married for the love, sex, forget about it, go for intimacy. So you're getting married for the intimacy? Yeah. Huh?
1: So the first thing is, I have to marry the person, not something about the person. Not even the nice things about the person. So a guy says to me, I love everything about my wife. And I said, that's strange, because your wife wants a divorce. (laughs) So what's going on? He said, no, I love everything about my wife. I said, "Uh uh-huh, but do you love her? He said, I love everything about her. I said, that was not the question. Do you love her? He says, what about her? (laughs) Not about her. Do you love her? He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Partner with Rabbi Friedman. Visit itsgoodtoknow.org forward slash support.